Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do. Just what to do, just what to do. If what you're feeling is really true. It's really true. Really true. Just keep your ideas safe and sound. Safe and sound, safe and sound. That's exactly how change is found. Change is found, change is found. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, you know I bring it, right? Well, honey, I'm really bringing it today. You know, for all you doubters out there that thought this interview would not happen, well, I'm here to tell you, honey, it has happened. I have got a legend, that's right, a living legend on the phone with me today. Joel Katz, say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. Glad to be on the show. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. The weather's nice today. It's warm out, so we're getting like a little Indian summer. You know, I, let me give my shout-outs first, because I have so much to say to you, okay? So, first and foremost, I want to give a shout-out, of course, to Angel and Steve, the owners of Remember Them Radio, Joel, because without them, we wouldn't have this incredible platform and without this platform, we wouldn't be doing this interview today. And I want to give a shout out to Stevie, even even a little bit more, for doing everything he did for us with all your songs. That guy spent hours getting them perfect for us. So we really want to thank Stevie for that as well. Um, I want to give a shout out to Stevie D, Stevie Dunham, because from Street Corner Entertainment... He's a fellow DJ on RTR, and he also got in touch with me and said, Jerry, if you need any help at all with the interview with Joel, he's a friend of mine, I'd love to help. So, Stevie, we both thank you for offering that. And I want to give a shout-out to Eric Hattenberg because he actually kind of connected us to get this interview going. Um, and, you know... He's amazing, and I love Eric, and he also offered Joel to be part of this if you needed any help at all, anything with this interview. So a shout-out to Eric. And last but not least, we've got to give a huge shout-out to Double J, Jimmy, our boy. He has advertised this show like crazy, okay? He's amazing. We're going to be doing something with... Double J on RTR as well, and I'm going to be interviewing him at the end of the month. So my shout outs are complete, but I want to give a shout out to you, Joel, because we met a few uh, months ago for the first time. I got to hug you, man. I got to sit with you, get a photo. You're amazing. You came right over to me and just sat down and we both just giggled at each other. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for today's interview. So, you know, you've had an incredible, incredible career. I mean, the people you've worked with, the years doing this, your accolades. I mean, it's been crazy. 
I know you won't have time to mention everyone. That's impossible. So I want everyone out there to know, you know, we're on a time slot. So Joel's not going to be able to mention every single name, but he appreciates everyone. So what I, what I want you to do is take, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, tell everyone everything and anything you want them and me to know about your career. Okay. And like you said, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to abridge a lot of it. Yes. You know, because it, it is long. Yes. Okay. I mean, everybody knows my beginnings, you know, came from Saddlebrook, put a group together, Joel and the Concords. You know, they were rough on the edges like everybody's groups would, did some recordings and, uh, you know, nothing really great. Uh, the second group that I worked with was a group of Belvedere's did a couple, did uh, a couple of major shows with them, uh, with, uh, no recordings. Um, the group that I did my first big record with, or sort of big record, The Autumns, uh, that was Beautiful Angel and Maureen, and, uh, that record was supposed to go on co-ed records, never did, label went out of business. And that's what happened with that one. Uh, to go ahead, I worked with a lot of other various bands. Can't even remember some of the names. But one of the groups that I went with was a group called the Platinums. Okay. The Plat. The Plat. Hold on. Yep. No worries. Hold on one second. Yep. I'm on an interview, Joe. Sorry. No worries. That has to be edited out. No, no worries. No worries. Continue, Joel. <laughs> All right. Let me let me uh, get on that again. Anyway, starting in the Platinums. Uh, that was a group that found they they found me singing on the street corner, and uh, asked me to join. And they did, you know, some 50s, 60s, some rock, and I worked with them. Believe it or not, over 10 years. In some cases, I worked three days a week with them, so I had plenty of work. After the Platinums, uh, I went with a group, Twilight. We started that group, and Twilight also, uh, a lot of people know about it. This went on in the uh, 80s, through the 80s, and did, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, four or five records with them, singles, two LPs, and uh, two CDs. From the, uh, from the Twilight, uh, after Twilight, uh, I decided I wanted to, you know, get into another avenue, and a guy named Jack Scandora, who works with uh, Ronnie I, I'm sure everybody knows who Ronnie is, yeah. I did a lot, <laughs> numerous work with him, which I'll share a little later. Uh, Jack brought me in, so he found out that I'm not with the Twilight anymore, and he brought me into a group called the Five Discs. Okay. That was the I Remember group, Never Let You Go. And I started doing Westbury shows and really, you know, started getting a taste of the, uh, the bigger shows. And <clears throat> that lasted for quite a while. And then uh, the next thing I know, I wound up in a group called Joe Fett, you know, the Emotions Echo Group. Yes. And started doing more Westbury shows with them and different shows. Uh, from that point, hmm, uh, I started.
started just putting different groups together to back up different singers. And uh, some of the people I worked with, I'm, I'm trying to get it all listed. Um, one of the guys I met was Bobby Jay. Bobby Jay was in the Latins, and I met him at a at a show I did in uh, metal in the Meadowlands somewhere. I think it was uh, where they did the World Series. I was singing with a group, the Dreamers, that I had produced, the Because It's You Dreamers, and the baritone moved to Florida, so I wound up not only producing them, but did a couple of shows with them. That's where I met Bobby J. And Bobby J was, uh, I was interested in the Latins. He had them at the show, so uh, that's how we hooked up. Um, anyway, from there, um, I had met, I, I was actually uh, helping Johnny Maestro, now the name Johnny Maestro. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, what happened is Johnny was doing, I never knew Johnny, but he was doing a uh, uh, an album, an LP, re-recording his stuff because he couldn't get the masters. So to cut to the chase, I wound, he, he heard about me and he wanted me to help mixed the album for him. You know, he, he wasn't an engineer. He was a singer, of course. So I helped him mix it in my studio, Broadway South, and we made friends. And he wanted to learn how to engineer, so I started, you know, teaching him how to become a recording engineer. And I never told him I sang. You know, I just, just he, I, I always admired him. He was one of the guys that I always listened to, but I just couldn't tell him I sang. So one day in the studio, I'll just say this real fast, one day in the studio he came down and I was cutting a song, What a Surprise, which of course is a record he did. And he just came in and said, you sang? And, uh, you know, that's how he found out I sang. And, you know, went on from there, wound, he wound up doing background on What a Surprise, he was the first tenor. So anyway, from there, that's why I feel like I'm... <laughs> Relax. Trying to get so much stuff in. Yep. From there, we, uh, you know, we started doing things together. I helped him build a studio in his house in Long Island. And we would just go back and forth to each other's studio, just having fun, just playing in the studio. Um, anyway, uh, a guy named Rich Hurahan was a friend of mine, and he wanted to do the first digital recording to come out when CDs first came out. So he, we started a group, Digital, digital Dimensions, and uh, the next thing I know, Johnny said, I'd like to be part of it, Johnny Maestro. So Bobby J., Johnny Maestro, myself, Timothy Wilson, and I forget some of the other names, put together the Joel and the, Di and the Dimension uh, project, which was basically just a recording project. Very cool. And that was exciting. I mean, working with that team was, uh, you know, they were the best of the best. And uh, we put out the one one CD, which was re-released three, on three different labels, so we're just going to shoot past that. When Johnny moved to Florida, because, you know, he, he, he had to get away. He just wanted to get where it was warm. He couldn't take the cold anymore, I guess. Uh, I was going to, we wanted to do another CD. And right before he moved, he did the 60s CD that he, Johnny produced on his own label. 
it's on J, you know, J, uh, I, I forget the name, J&M, or uh, okay. I forget the name of his label, but it was Jab, J-A-B, sorry. Okay. So he put that on his own label. He produced it. I was just the singer. I did some of this. We worked in both studios, his studio and my own. And that CD became really, really one of my favorites. There's some great cuts on there. From there, when he moved to Florida, uh, we wanted to do a collector CD. The first one that I did with John Rich was in Hit Records. You know, songs that everybody knew. And we decided to do a volume one and volume two, but Johnny was in Florida. So enter Gene, Eugene Pitt, who oh, was yeah. on the mind too. <laughs> So Eugene Pitt, I had, you know, he came to my studio many times also, and I produced some stuff with him, you know, different solo stuff with the, with the Pitts. He had the, uh, you know, the, uh, you, you know, the uh, I'm a Happy Man version of the yeah. Pitts, and they were all in my studio a few times. And we do some recording. And I was telling him that, you know, I want to get another thing started with Hurahan. He says, would you mind if I join? <laughs> I said, of course. So he wound up being one of the background singers with Bobby J and myself in Joel and the Dimensions again, Harmony Treasures, Volume One and Two. He's singing on the whole thing with me. Wow. So you know that went on, and uh, and then uh, we did a uh, a Christmas CD right around, right after it, and. Uh, that one I have. Oh, all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I'm trying to get that get that in there. That was produced by Johnny Maestro. That's part of the Brooklyn Bridge on that one. Uh, I, I and Larry Chance. Okay. Uh, Santa's new off helpers. Uh, how am I on time? Continue. Sansa's doo-wop helpers came about with collectibles. They, they, who were singing on All I Want for Christmas was Johnny Maestro, Larry Chance, Bobby J, and myself. And when they put it out, they didn't want it, they, they figured they'd play a game, make, make it sound like Johnny was singing lead, which is what happened. And most of the disc jockeys said, and here's Johnny Maestro's new song. So, you know, we had a little fun with that, trying to tell people it wasn't Johnny. But that did quite well. And then around, getting back to Gene's hit, uh, that after Collectibles put it out, uh, we decided to do a Christmas CD. This is moving on, you know, in the, in the 2000s now. And what happened is uh, my wife, Joan, produced the Christmas CD. Wow. And we use Eugene Pitt on there, Bobby J, you know, just the different singers we put together, different combinations to uh, to put it out. And it worked out really good. Gene loves it. He was at New Year's Eve is over was one that Eugene's on, Bobby J did the second lead on it. It was just fantastic. Um, the only thing I can do now is tell you different groups that I worked with. Sure. Because... Okay. Yes. I, uh, uh, let me look here. Okay, I I recorded with the Blue Stars. Okay. That 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 was uh, Jack Sandora's group. I did some recordings with them and co-produced them. Bill Baker's Five Satins. He was in the studio and 
they asked me to do one cut that I find lead on. I did some work with the lab, Bobby J's Labs. The ad libs, Fortune Teller and Spring and Summer. Uh, I produced the record and I did sing. I also sang on that particular cut, and that was Pick It of the Week for WWRL. Um, just looking here. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, don't, don't apologize. Some of the groups that I sang with, uh, you know, just running through some of the names The Horizons, The Autumns, The Connotations, The Platinums, Twilight, Del Satins. I, I worked a year Very with Very cool, yes. Five Disc Emotions and The Brooklyn Bridge. Yes. That that was very bittersweet when Johnny. Tell you real fast when Johnny got sick. Yeah. He never told me how sick he was. Never told me. You know, we talk on the phone, and uh, one day he calls me up. He said, "I need a favor," and we would always do each other favors. He said, "I need help with the Brooklyn Bridge." I said, "Okay, what part do you need?" He says, "I need you to do the lead." I said, "The lead." Wow. I said, nobody can do this. I said, are you, are you crazy? He said, no, I'm not feeling well. I need you to learn the leads and, and, you know, and just do a couple of shows, which really knocked me off my feet when I heard that. Okay. So he's, you know, so anyway, I said, when's the next show? He says, about three, four weeks. So I had to learn all the leads real fast and wound up singing with the bridge for all of 2010. So, uh, you know, and then after that, you know, they, they were going a different direction. So, uh, you know, more and some more, more, you know, getting rid of the crest stuff. You know, they wanted to modernize, so I backed off. Gotcha. That. But that was, that was very bittersweet. Um, I mean, I want to interject real quick. I mean, imagine Johnny Maestro trusting you with that. That's amazing to me. Let me tell you something. That is one of the hardest, well, no, the hardest thing I ever did. I didn't know he was dying. Right. He told me. He kept that from me because yes. he didn't know how I'd handle that. Right. And uh, to make a long story short, I wound up going to his, you know, funeral with the family right. in Long Island. Then they had the service, you know, in the church. And then the hardest thing I ever did over in the college, Queens College, they did a whole big thing for him. They had the original uh, Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, the Buddha. I call him the Buddha Brooklyn Bridge, the original woman. Everybody was there, plus the current bridge. Right. And I was sitting next to Larry Chance. Right. And, you know, they were all talking and all that. And it was very emotional. And then they said, we'd like to bring up the current Brooklyn Bridge. Larry gets up, and I just, no, 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 you're not going to call me on the stage. Well, they called me on the stage. Oh, how beautiful. Wait, and what they did, and no, this was no warning. They had an acoustic guitar, and they had the whole Brooklyn Bridge holding me, rocking me, singing 16 candles. That's beautiful. With an acoustic guitar with the whole bridge backing me up. Beautiful. That, that was absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And, you know, everybody just, after that, forget it. It was, it, everybody just lost it. But they, they were actually rocking me. Right. Singing it, you know, well. holding me. But, you know, so there's just so many other things to talk about at this point. 
Um, I can jump ahead a little bit. I'm just looking to make sure I'm not forgetting anything here. Um, yes, I, 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 I backed up uh, Bruce Springsteen. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I did that with... Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I'll have it in two seconds. Don't worry. Um, Don't worry, Joel. This is great. Yeah. Um, I, I made notes all over the place. It's okay. <laughs> oh, God. I just cannot believe this. Hold on one second. It's okay. Bruce Springsteen. Very cool. Got a hold. He's having. I'll have to cut that out. I have the name here. Oh God! With all the notes I made, I can't. Oh yeah, Nicky Adio. Oh, Nicky Adio, love him. Nicky Adio. I I had also Bobby Thomas on the stage, and we backed up. Uh, we backed up Bruce Springsteen. Yep. At the Wonder Bar. So that was that was good. There were some other singers, and I can't think of their names. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. But that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I did get a chance. I, I worked with Sharon Jones okay. in the Dap Kings. You've heard of that? Yep. Uh, I did a lot of work in the studio with Gabe Ross, who owns uh, Dap Tone. Yep. And he found out. I think. Make a long story short, I'm on some about two or three cuts with Sharon Jones. That's cool. Singing background with her. And what happened, he was supposed to produce Aaron Neville. Oh, yeah. You know Aaron Neville Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> so what happened is uh, he, he was supposed to produce them, and then he got involved with some other group, and he said he recommended me. And, uh, you know, I didn't hear anything for a while, and next thing I know, I get a call from uh, Don Woods. From was was you know he he wound up being uh, with Blue Note Capitol Records, one of the presidents. So uh, what happened is he, him and Keith Richards and you know them. Yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. He wound up hooking up with Don Was, and they heard Eugene Pitts Jai Five, and they said, why don't we get Eugene Pitt to back up and be one of the singers with Aaron Neville. So the next thing I know, I, <laughs> I'm with Eugene Pitt, Bobby J, and Dickie Harmon. Dickie Harmon was, you know, friends with Bobby and friends with me because I worked with him in, in the connotations. I, I think I met, you know, we were talking about different groups I work. I think I did mention the connotations. Okay. I did a lot of records with them also. Wow. But Dickie, Bobby, and, uh, you know... We wound up with the ne the Neville brothers. They're, they're not Neville. Joel, I think we just lost you. Are you there? Joel? Guys, just give us a second here. Joel, I lost you. Okay, calling him back, guys. Wow, technology, everybody, technology. 
technology. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> Bear with us, guys. It's Joel Katz working on this. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay, I lost you. Okay, continue. The Neville brothers. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm making my train of thought. Uh, so anyway, oh yeah. So we, we wound up, we finished the CD. That came out on Blue Note Capital. And the next thing I know, I get a call from Don was that they want to do a PBS special. Okay. A big one. And we wound up doing a big PBS special with, uh, with, uh, with the whole crew. And the Neville brothers were on stage with us. There's a, if you go, no, no, if anybody can look it up and see the PBS special. But one thing I do want to put a shout out there too. The look up anybody who's listening to this. Look up the making of my true story, Aaron Neville. Mm. You will see us rehearsing at Electric Lady Studio. That's Jimi Hendrix's Electric Lady. Yes. And you'll see me with Keith Richards, Don Was, the whole crew. That's cool. <laughs> And they're all talking about it. So that's just a fun thing for people to look up. Uh, and last but not least, as I'm talking, <laughs> I'm trying to get so much in. And I, I it's okay. In a it's thing. okay. My current group, Joel and the Dynamics. Yes. This is my current group. It's gone through a lot of different singers because, you know, a lot of the singers I use were in different groups. So there were different reincarnations. But I want to put a shout out to the people that have been in the, in the later, last version of it. Okay. Um, you have uh, Ray Block. Ray Block worked with the ad libs. His he's got uh, uh, things he's done a mile long. I mean, the man is a super talent, and he helped me so much. He, he's an arranger, a tremendous singer, and he he really really helped me a lot in uh, in the group. And then uh, he was in the current crew. Okay. You had Eric Hattonfield. Yep. Uh, Emma, who, uh, Emma is a, another very, very talented person. He's a, a record producer, an arranger. And he actually came in before Ray Block. Emma was one of the, uh, actually the second, second generation of Joel and the Dynamics. And we did a lot of big shows in Westchester, Pennsylvania together he did a lot of the arranging you know co-producing with me right anyway getting back to emma and ray block uh eric hattenberg who really this man i can't say enough of either because he's you know technical not only was he a great singer but he actually was going to work the tracks coordinate everything jim mckay who actually is a disc jockey in philadelphia He's, he's also in the current group. And Sal Catrino. Sal Catrino is in there in Jersey Jukebox. The problem now is Jer Sal Catrino, Eric Hattenberg, and Ray Block are both in Jersey Jukebox. So, you know, there's a holding pattern with the dynamics right now. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what's going to happen. Gotcha. But, you know, Eric, of course, is in, now in Randy and the Rainbows. Yes. So you got him in all those groups, and now you got Ray, Sal, and Eric 
and that you know in in the in the juice box. So you know I I'm not sure where that's going to go right, right now. So things are at a question mark right now. But you know I want to let you go on with your show. I just no. I, the I, show I, I it's your so show. No, I know I left. I left. But listen, today is about you. This is your show. So you did not talk too much. You gave us a lot of incredible information. This is what... Just don't make them All the pain and agony Who else would take them Like I learned to do Since I've become a part of you song tell us a little bit about this song and why it was so important to stevie too this is a tune that stevie asked if i could do it was a a northern soul record okay and uh, it was a stretch because uh, you know this was not an an easy uh, gem to to try to sound like you know but anyway it was his you know one of his choices and uh, i figured i like challenges so i went with it and uh, it was one of the last recordings I did that recording about a year and a half ago, I believe. Wow. So, yeah, this is this one's recent. We put Steve put out a 40 for very limited 45 on it. 
you know, multicolored, colored wax, the whole bit. And I hear it did quite well. And that was recorded basically analog, not digital. Those were real musicians on there. Beautiful. Well, I think it sounded incredible. And that's my current group, Joel, and the, the, uh, one of the versions of the group. I mean, I, you know, I, I, the only name I can mention who was part of it, Emma, he was on it. Ray Block was on it. The two of them were on it together. Beautiful. And uh, myself and also, oh, Phil Granito. Oh. What happened is Phil Granito wanted to sit in on the recording session. So, make a long story short, he wound up singing on the two front too. Very cool. So, he, so it's, and that turned into another, another one of the super groups. Well, the song was incredible, so wow. And I didn't realize it was that recent. So very cool. All right, yes, beautiful. that was a year and a half ago. Beautiful. So now we're going to play The Girl of My Dreams, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, you know what? No. Before we play the next song, I have a question for you. And be very careful, my love, how you answer it. But I'm going to read a little poem my, from my music poem, just a little piece of it for you, okay? Okay. Music is said to define who you are. The kind you are listening to really matters by far. Upbeat and positive are the notes you should hear. Nothing with violence or you'll live in fear. Music is a must for you to keep your joy, especially if it's Elvis, baby, because Elvis is my boy. What do you think of the man? Well, now I have just fallen in love with you. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, you heard it here. Joel Cat singing Elvis to me, baby. On Remember Then Radio. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, you did it good. You did it. Hey, listen, I love you more, man. Oh, I did it. You know what I wanted to say in the beginning? My theme song, everyone, in case you were wondering why that was in the mix, I am the author of, I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass. Because guys, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass. But through the grace of God, I am here 30 years later to now proclaim I am now a smart ass. I say all that, guys, to say this. Everyone out there is either struggling or knows someone who is. Whether it's with health, I'm a recovery coach, and I'm also a nutritional health coach. I am always here. All my services to you are free. So if you ever need help, anyone, know you're not alone. Please reach out to me. So having said that, the girl of my dreams, here we go, baby. The girl of my dreams, she's mine forevermore. I finally found that girl that I've been searching for.
Girl of My Dreams, Joel, tell us about this song. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a collector record, and uh, I just took a liking to the song when I heard it. And who's singing on there is Bobby Jane, Eugene Pitt, mm. and myself. Very cool. Well, I love it. Absolutely. You know, I love overdubbed it. the, uh, you know, I wound up singing, and I'm in the background also with Bobby and Eugene, and then uh, overdubbed the lead. Very cool. And that's on that's from Harmony Treasure. That's that other project I told about. But Gene Pitt, oh, what a what a dream working with him. Okay, beautiful. They're loving this music, loving this music. So now let's play these golden rings. Here we go. That's very cool. 
And that was 1981-82. Very cool. So now let's play Beside You. Here we go, guys. Well, beside you. you tell us about it okay besides you was uh that's twilight that's the group twilight that was cut in the mid 80s i believe yeah that was cut in the mid 80s and it showed up on a uh, a cd you know that never came out on a 45 that was strictly uh to it on the till we meet again cd it was just a cut on there and i you know again I always liked the tune, so I figured nobody did it, so... Right. <laughs> you know, let me do something a little different. No, that's beautiful. You know what? Let's play another Twilight. Um, Feet. Twilight Feet, it's called. Let's play that. Here we go. I was waiting down at the corner At an 8 o'clock day I got there kind of early Hoped you wouldn't but suddenly I saw you And my world came to an end 
absolutely beautiful. What a surprise. Tell us about this song. Well, this is one that Johnny actually never did in his act. He had forgotten about it. Um, and it, uh, what happened is this is the one Johnny is singing first tenor on okay. there. Johnny is actually the first tenor on that particular cut. Wow. It was the first time we ever sang together. Wow. I love it. And it was interesting because Johnny, on the final engineering part, he engineered my lead. That's cool. <laughs> I think he, I think he, he did a lot of engineering of my lead. I may be wrong because that might have been too early. Um, I may be wrong on that one. Okay. But he's definitely uh, singing first tenor. Okay. So now let's play G. But I give the world. Here we go. What a great concert. Guys, we do accept tips. Only kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is your free concert from the Jerry Petito Show and Joel Katz on RTR. Here we go, guys. So let's play Ooh Child. Here we go. gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will get brighter Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will get brighter one of my favorite songs of all time that version is one of my favorites it's absolutely amazing and I can't tell you I mean you know I don't even have to tell you the amount of fans all over the world that have loved this song you you this was a great version of it tell us what the song meant to you this meant a lot to 
to me. Um, it was one of uh, Johnny and I both picked this one. Johnny Maestro produced it with me. Yes. And Bobby, Bobby J. Uh, actually, Bob, yeah. Um, anyway, to make a long story short, this song right now is being played all in the Carolinas. They, uh, they've been trying to break the record now because it really never got a lot of play. You know, it was on you know, collector cuts albums, so okay. not a lot of people got to hear this stuff. <clears throat> so what's happening now, there, a, a gentleman by the name of Rick Troll mm -hmm. is out there. He's the one that picked up on this stuff and started pitching it to different radio stations. And we're going to be, I'm going to be going down there in the next couple of weeks. I wish I could have gone earlier, but, you know, I had previous commitments and I'm going to meet some of the club owners some of the disc jockeys down there, and of course Rick and his whole team down there. And I know Steve's down there now. Yeah. So you know he's going to hook up with me, and it's just going to you know it's going to be exciting. But uh, that record, I'm, we the sad part on a sad note, I was going to break the record at one of the shows a couple of uh, oh about three or four months ago, and <clears throat> I won't mention names whose show it was. But, you know, we put a lot of work in this particular show. We're going to do a lot of stuff nobody ever heard. Ooh, Child, and many other songs. And what happened is it was the beginning of football season. Oh. And we didn't, nobody realized it. So you had football season going on, a subway series going on, and the show didn't stand a chance. Oh, that's So the terrible. show got canceled. Okay. And it's sad because that probably would have been the all-time greatest live show I would have done. Well, that's... And it, and it just, it had everything going against it. Oh. And, you know, we, we they, they didn't know whether to cancel it or not, but, you know, people, you know, they're watching the football game. Right. And, you know, and they just never committed to come to the show. So the show never happens, and... Who knows what's going to happen at this point, you know? Right. But that's the sad part. It would have been probably one of the greatest shows I've ever Aww. done. Well, I would have so, done the show and not football, but that's me. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, you can't compete. I know. You're, I know. All right. So, you know, on that note, the sun ain't going to shine anymore. But no, it will. It will shine again, guys. Let's play. The sun ain't going to shine anymore. Thank you. 
Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So you are making me smile, okay? You are making me smile today and all my listeners. So now let's play My Love is Real. Here we go, guys. I know that
that's no lie Tell us about it. This is another one of the real collector records. And again, I always liked the song. And uh, Gene Pitt's on there again. That's that's with the, uh, you know, Joel and the Dimensions. And uh, I love doing that. I've done that. That one I have done live with the Dynamics. And a lot of people liked it. They never heard it before. It's <laughs> awesome. They did like it. I always like teaching people, you know, audiences that are not used to rare collector records, you know, new material. Mm. But we love that as well. We love hearing the songs we grew up with or we've known for years. We love it. It puts a smile on our face. But when we hear songs that we've never heard done so beautifully, it makes us smile as well. We love it. That's my job is to make people happy yep. and to get their troubles. Well, you make me happy, and I crack up. Listen, I watch you on YouTubes, and I, I crack up watching you. You're awesome, and you make me smile, man. That's great. Thank you so much. That's great. So, all right, now let's play Love Bound. Here we go. I dreamed I was dancing in Wonderland. As I laid on my pillow last night And I met an angel in Wonderland She kissed me and held me so 
Brown. Tell us about that. That's a great song. That is a tune that uh, Jack Scandora, the one I told you who was involved with the Blue Stars, and he was involved with the Cliffs and Ends, he always wanted me to cut that with the Cliffs and Ends, and we never did. Uh, it's a different type of tune, you know what I mean? Right. And I decided to go really do a big production, put violins on it, you know, it had strings, but, you know, do the best I could on it. But, um, yeah, that one, that one I always liked. It's a little different than some of the other ones. Uh, by the way, all the, I'm very, I was very, very fortunate to have great players in the studio. You know, the musicians cut these tracks. Right. Amazing. Because these are, you know, these tracks are all analog. All the instruments, these are not computer tracks there. You know, I cut them with real instruments. Wow, very cool. Very cool. So I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. So you know what I think? The next song I'm going to play, Pretty Little Angel, we're going to dedicate it to Angel from Remember Then Radio. Here we go. This is for you, Angel. We love you. in your heavenly way pretty cool man oh my gosh um i am like in awe right now um 
not only am I interviewing Joel Katz, everybody, but I'm listening to these songs that are absolutely priceless. Some of them we've never heard before. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Joel. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I try to pick stuff out that some people haven't heard. Right. So now let's play My Love Will Never Die. Here we go. I know, I know I love you And I really love you so So come on about that uh, this one's interesting uh, it was supposed to be originally for a Clifton Air CD um, unto my knowledge Ronnie I and Jack were going to produce a Joel and the Clifton Air CD and they started cutting some tracks you know in my studio and I thought it was just going to be another mixed CD and, you know, Ronnie got sick, of course, and passed away, which uh, put the cabalance on that whole thing. But what happened is <clears throat> we never got the Clifftonaires to put the backgrounds on. Gotcha. So what I did is I brought different studio singers in to sing the background with me and then overdub the lead. Very cool. So that one, we just sort of made a group name off because we... You know, there were just a lot of studio guys on it. Right. Different background players. Very cool. So now I'm going to play another one I absolutely love. I actually love them all, but this one is really awesome. Three Little Words. Here we go. 
play What Brought Us Together. This is an incredible concert. Here we go. What brought us together? What brought us together? 
Just like that. And, uh, we, it got on with the Wizard Project, the studio group, the Wizard Project, I call it. And I do that. I did that one live also. And I did it with the current, uh, you know, with the current dynamics. You know, I want to bring something up that I read about you because I think this is so cool. All right, and I'm actually going to read it. Uh, Joel Cat started out singing in high school formed his first group, Joel and the Concords, when he was 13 years old and a student at Saddlebrook High School in New Jersey. They made their first appearance at a student talent show in which they took first prize. They were on Jocko's Channel 13 TV program. Yes? Yeah. (laughs) 13. 13. Okay? That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, that is funny. Okay, that is so cool. Don't you think that's incredible? I, I, it's a long time ago. Okay. 
Come on, man. That was really cool. Um, very cool. And you took first place. That was amazing. All right. So now for your second time around, let's play it. The second time around. Here we go. baby for the second time around (laughs) that record is again extremely interesting um eddie bryan who was the one that got me into the autumns if you remember i talked about the autumns that was the one the first record i did when i was 13 14 um anyway he wrote a song sissy's love song 
and I was going, Eddie, Eddie got a job in Tier Southern Music. Tier Southern Music was a publishing company, and we were going, we had a group for the Autumn Spectrum. That's a group I forgot to mention. <laughs> Another group. Okay. Anyway, we were going into Tier Southern sometimes twice a week, cutting demos, you know, for Eddie. You know, and they're trying, they were trying to uh, get something going, and we worked with Jimmy Einer. Jimmy Einer, you know, I'm sure people heard of him. Uh, he, you know, he got involved with uh, many different groups. I can't think of the name of them uh, okay. right now. But any, anyway, to make a long story short, we cut 50's love song with the autumn spectrum. We did a demo. And the demo was good, you know. Oh, Spanky and our gang. That's who Jimmy was producing. Gotcha. And uh, Spanky broke up. And uh, what happened is uh, we wound up recording the next song that Spanky was going to do in our gang. And long, it never came out with for reasons I, I'll, it'll be in the book. Charlie's book will tell a lot of crazy stories about me. That's going to be But cool. anyway, 50's love song, uh, we were going to put it out. Eddie Watson put it out on his label. And uh, the, the, the something rock and roll, I forget the name is it. Angel of Rock and Roll was going to be the other side. Well, I didn't think it was good enough. So another friend of mine who was also, you know, a record producer said, we'll fix up 50's love song. So we recut it. And I brought in part of the connotations. Dickie Harmon's on it. Eddie Bryan's on it. Jackie Davis from the Connotations. It was, you know, like a hybrid, another hybrid group. Right. And and what happened is we called it the Autumns, but it's really, it came out as the Autumns, and uh, it's really uh, in the Connotations and the Autumns. But second time down, what happened is another friend of mine uh, said, I want to write a song for you. And at that time, he wanted to get, you know, we wanted to, come up with something more modern. So he wrote second time around, brought in all the top musicians he knew. And again, that's the same group, you know, part of the connotations and uh, and the ornaments on there. But that record, that record almost broke for me. That one that one was a little close. And now they're playing it in the Carolinas every once in a while. So that one's sort of creeping its way back in there again. Hmm. But I had a lot of fun doing that one. That was one of my favorites. Well, speaking of the 50s, I'm going to play a couple of those songs. So in cue right now, I have, um, I think it's back in the 50s, but let me play it and then you'll talk about it, okay? All right. Here we go. Fifties love song Something I thought I couldn't do The words and the music Came about so easy From the doo-wops To the shoo-be-doo 
But this image that I see In those days we ride so free In the fifties Back in the fifties Where I wanna be From the backseat of my Super Ford To the hammock in my yard we would take down summer streets When life didn't seem so hard To be sipping on our soda pops And dreaming dreams of bliss Looking forward to the happy times When we'd share that goodnight kiss Yes, this image that I see In those days we ride so free In the fifties in the 50s where I wanna be said I was born too late. I was born in 61, man. And I always said this, Joel, that I should have been born earlier. I would have had a ponytail. I would have had a poodle skirt, blue suede shoes, and a black leather jacket, baby. <laughs> yep. So tell us about that. Back in the 50s, baby. That song was written for a different crowd. Uh, a lot of the hardcore 50s people, you know, they're not into what I call the remember the 50s type stuff. However, a lot of my following from, you know, the uh, Platinums and Twilight and, you know, they wanted, you know, people were having hard times. So that song was written to try to get them to forget their troubles, go back, you know, go back and remember, that's why we the poodle skirts and all that. Try to remember, if you close your eyes... that's what, that's what that was written for, a, a, a different client of people. But it, it did well, and uh, people liked it. 
So before I play another song, I want to ask you a question. So sure. you've worked honestly with so many people, almost everybody, right? I mean, whoever, whoever was I, anyone. I don't remember half of them. No, no, but anyone who's anyone, you know, you've worked with, and and so lucky are you. But was there anyone that you never got the opportunity to work with or even meet that you would have loved to have? Yes, as a matter of fact. I never met Jimmy Beaumont. Okay. Now, there's a lot of others. You know, Rudy West and the Five Keys. I did meet him, but I never got to work with him. You know, he was he was what Hookie Hudson. I met him, but never worked with him. Okay. But, you know, but the one I never met, you know, was Jimmy Beaumont. And, you know, he did, you know, everybody knows his hit records, but he did some stuff that was unbelievable, you know? And uh, I only cut one of his tunes. I cut Since I Don't Have You, mm-hmm. you know, early on a Twilight Project, which nobody's really ever heard, another, another one of the lost ones. But Jimmy Beaumont, really, he was a talent. So wait, you think you think since I don't have you wasn't heard? Well, no, it showed up on a. It only shows up on a uh, an LP. It doesn't even show up on the CD. Oh, it oh. It shows up on the first Twilight LP. Oh, got gotcha. Which, no, which very few people, you know, I, I did a, a limited run on that, so a lot of the songs on there got lost in the source. Oh, I got what you're saying now. Okay, because that's a great song. Oh, no, I didn't, you know, we put strings on it, we went all out on it, but, you know, I mean, like, it's embarrassing, because I've done so much recording, and it just, half of it shows up on oddball projects, you know? Right. So it's hard to even track some of it down. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, let's play I Do Love You. Here we go.
baby. Come on. Look at that. I do love you. Talk about that great song. Well, it was done. That song was done by Billy Stewart, one of the greatest soul singers out there, very underrated. Um, he did some really tremendous stuff. And that song, everybody said, Joel, I think you're pushing your luck on it. There's no human way you're going to even get close to Billy Stewart. And I said, you're probably right. But I love the song, and I'll do the best I can on it. And, uh, you know, Johnny got involved. Johnny even questioned me <laughs> doing that one. But, you know, that's another one. That's the first one they started playing just in the la this year in the Carolinas. Because, you know, everybody loves Billy Stewart. Right. And, you know, and nobody ever did a real close, uh, try to get a, a close cover on it. There's other attempts at it, you know, but, you know, they said I came, you know, I kept his feeling, which is what I wanted to do. And he, he, they started, that one actually started charting that record this year. I actually started getting charts on a couple of the stations. I don't know what happened, but I'm going to, when I go down there in a couple of weeks, I'm going to, you know, find out everything that's right. going on. And you're going to get to see Stevie and Angel, right? Absolutely. I tell you, they're going to, yeah. going to say it. When it comes to their house, they're going to meet Rick Kroll. And again, sorry to say this, I would have done that live if that mystery show that never happened. Right. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the show of all shows. Oh, amazing. Um, you know, before I play your next song, I want to give a shout out to Street Corner Entertainment. Uh, Stevie Dunham again because of a couple reasons he offered to help with this interview and I really did appreciate that so Stevie I love you man and I appreciated that and he's also um, putting together a CD for me for a good friend of mine I sent him his songs and it's going to be a surprise gift so Stevie's oh, wow. yeah so Stevie's working on that right baby so here we go I want to give him a little shout out and here's his commercial guys <laughs> The SCE Group is sending out a nationwide invitation to audition young and up-and-coming singers who like to sing the sounds of 50s and 60s doo-wop vocal group harmony. Must be 18 to 40 years old. Submit your audition MP3s and or video auditions to sjddoop1968 at gmail.com. Thank you for all your interest. Yours in harmony, the SCE Group. Dunham, baby. Street Corner Entertainment. You know, he did a, a spa for me, um, a promo, Hard-Headed Woman, Elvis's song in the background. And the reason I'm not playing that is because I'd get in trouble by all my DJ friends who sent me their promos because I don't have time to play all of them. Just like you, Joel, know, see? You know what? Time is always the you know? Just like you. We're, both of us are in trouble today. You know that, right? <laughs> Listen, it, listen, it's okay because this interview, listen, I, I'm going to have a lot of haters for this interview, but it's really I cool. <laughs> no, no, no haters. No, um, this is so cool. So now um, I want to play another 50 song because I'm a 50s girl, man. I told you I was born too late. 1950s love song. Let's hear it. 
How to embark on a brand new melody Right from beginning to end Simply to convey what I'm trying to say To bring you back again Boom, 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 boom A song, Just a song would explain, would explain all the feelings and the pain that I've been going through. Oh, 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 if I could only write a 1950s love song aimed at your heart and not your head. A song, Just a song with melodies. In 1979, I graduated high school in 1979, and imagine that today I'm interviewing you. I am sitting here talking to you. How cool is that? Okay. Oh my God! So cool. <laughs> Tell us about that song. That that song was originally a demo, like I said, by the Autumn Spectrum, and it's just. 
they said I did a better job on the lead. They said I got, you know, I never actually got the original lead back because I, they said I felt it better. But you know, the production wasn't good enough for me, so we recut that with my other friends. It's part of, like I said, it's part of the connotations and the autumns. We just called it the autumns. And that was the flip side of second time around. That came out on a 45. That's so cool. Yes. Ah, you heard it here, guys, on the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. I'm just like like giggling over here and in heaven right now with these songs. Um, okay, so now let's play don't say you're sorry. Not that I'm a fan of not saying you're sorry, but I do love the song. Here we go. I woke up this morning, found a say this to you real quick you know remember them radio fans are loving this 
because of the information you're giving them with all these songs. And they're, they're hearing songs again that they probably never heard. So thank you. Thank, thank you for giving me the chance. This is amazing. So that song is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's the other side of, uh, you know, the one that, uh, what, what is it? Uh, no More Like Me. Right. That's the flip side of the 45. Amazing. Okay. You know, I'm going to um, take back what I said. I think I will play one shout out to me from someone. And there's a reason why. So DJs, please don't get upset with me. Larry Chance. And let's play it. And he's a friend of both of ours. And then I'm going to share with you why. Hi, this is Larry Chance, lead singer of the Earls. And you're listening to my pal Jerry on the Jerry Petito Show. Woo! Remember, 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 remember. <laughs> so, all right. I had to play Larry, and there's a few reasons why. This is bittersweet. So, a shout out to my Aunt Nancy, who passed away on my daughter's birthday this year, September 8th. She was in her 70s. Um, rest in peace, Aunt Nancy, and a shout out to her because not only did she introduce me to Larry, her and my uncle were doo-wop fans, and so they knew a lot of these incredible entertainers. She introduced me to so many, and I got to interview so many really cool um, guests because of my Aunt Nancy. So rest in peace to her. Also, Remember Then Radio, they named their network after his song, Remember Then. Okay? Oh, wow. I got to meet him finally two years ago on my birthday, March 7th. We got to finally hug after I interviewed him on all my networks. I'm on different networks and I got to interview him, which was incredible. So I finally got to meet him and hug him. But here's what's really cool. In 2019, I was enshrined into the Internet International Hall of Fame for radio show host. Um, and I'm going to toot my horn. I'm going to be uh, December Lifetime Achievement Award as well. I'm going to be oh, given wow. that. Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Wow. It's pretty cool, right? But here's what. But here's the cool part about it. After I was enshrined, I was then able to hear what some of the so-called judges around the world said why they voted me in unanimously. And you want to hear what one of them said. And I, he, he might have been from Sweden or the one that said this or Germany. He was a huge Larry Chance fan. And he said if Jerry Petito could get to interview Larry Chance on the same network that named their network after his song, she has to be in. Is that cool? Isn't that cool? Listen, I told Larry, listen, I told Larry and his, and his band that night in the lobby were saying, you just gave him a big head. I said, me, he gave me a big head. (laughs) Are you kidding? So that was, that was my Larry Chance story. I had to, I have to give him a shout out. I love you, Larry. Cool. Right. All right. Cool. So now let's play recess in heaven. Aw, rest in peace, Aunt Nancy. Here we go. Do 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 do
dancing It's amazing, amazing. And everyone in heaven's dancing, just so you know, okay? You got everyone in heaven dancing. So we have one more song we're going to close with. But before we do that, I want to talk to you a little bit more. I I know you, you may have forgotten some things. I want you to be able to say anything you'd like to say. The floor is yours. Thank you so much. I know when I first started in the beginning, I tried to rush through right. things to try to cram in as much as I could without, you know, boring everybody. But a couple of things I do want to talk about. For one thing, Char- Pam and Charlie Horner. Mm-hmm. Pam and Charlie Horner are some of the nicest people I've ever met in the business. They're loved by everyone. He's a historian. And uh, he just finished writing Storm and Norman's book. I don't know if you ever heard of Storm and Norman. Yes. Well, Storm and Norman, his history goes on with Johnny Maestro and Larry Chance. It's just, it's massive, absolutely massive. And anyway, he's just finished his book. And one thing I didn't note, I am going to be, he's putting a CD out along with the book, and I am going to be doing some background singing on there. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, that is about to happen. It has not happened yet, but it's, it's close. It's about to happen. We're going to go in the studio, and I'm going to do some background work for him. That's cool. And uh, the next book coming out, from what Charlie told me, is mine. Charlie insisted, and I, I was bittersweet about it. He wants to do a book on my history. Yes. You know, because I I wound up, you know, besides singing, I worked at RCA Studios in New York. I was a recording engineer there. I worked at Plaza Sound above Radio City Music Hall. You know, so there's a lot of other stories about me, you know, besides doing these records. And, you know, 
I I really really hope the book comes out well. They're about half we're about halfway through with it now, and Charlie looks up things that I forgot about. He found things about me that I never knew existed. So you know, they're beautiful people. The other thing I am hoping and praying in the future, and this is unknown that I can get to sing these songs live to people again. Some of the ones that you heard tonight, some of the, you know, the ones that are the beats music ones. Right. Just, nobody's ever heard me do them live. You know, they were just, just on, on wax or on CD. So that's another thing. We'll, you know, it's a wait and see type situation, see what's going to happen. But hopefully, hopefully it will in the future. I'd like to see it happen. I want to make people happy. And I, I just want to put a thank out to, you know, you, Steve, Steve, all the people that have been my support, my support system. I got to level with you. Without the support system, I, w I wouldn't have kept doing this, you know. I only did it because, you know, the people wanted me to keep going. And there are times when I had cancer. I guess you know I had yes. cancer. Yes, they They told me then I would never talk again, and I'd be on a feeding tube. And I wasn't going to get it done, and they told my wife, I'll be gone in two months. And it was one of the toughest decisions I made. I uh, Sloan, I said, you know what? Just save my voice. Please save my voice. I said, we want to save your life. And they said they're going to try an experiment, and without getting into details, I came... You know, they didn't even know if I was going to come out of the operation, but, you know, obviously I did. And the first thing I said, I said, I, at least I can talk. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I was all built up, you know, with a metal plate and the whole bit. And I said, at least I can talk. And, and you know, by the time, and the first time I sang, I, re I tried to record in the studio. And... Phil Granito was there. There were a couple of people there, and everybody, I mean, it was the most emotional thing I've ever been through. And, you know, luckily I'm still here, and I, I want to still entertain people. I, that's one of my dreams, to entertain people live. Recording, I'm going to do a lot more. Re There's going to be a lot of surprises in the next six months, a lot of big surprises. I'm getting ready to do a couple of big projects. I've been talking about it, you know, for a while, and now I've got the musicians in place. I got one or two, I got two different bands ready to go to cut the tracks, and I'm going to really shock a lot of people. I'm going to do stuff better than I've ever done, better than the stuff you've heard. Amazing. So God is good. I mean, he saved your, he saved your life and your voice, baby, because you know why? Well, wanna, he said you're not done. I get one more big run, you know. Yeah, he said and he's I not finished with you. I hope there's time. I want to do it. Like I said, a couple of more projects, and they're all, they're all in the hopper ready to go, just picking out material. And, uh, and also uh, the live. That is, it's hard when you got singers. You know, it's very, it's a lot of the good singers are in multi-groups, you know, and that's, you cannot... A lot of good singers can't be in one group anymore, you know? So they're in multi-groups, and to try to make commitments, I've made commitments and couldn't, 
you know, couldn't do the jobs because my singers were involved with another show. And, you know, it's nobody's fault. But I'm going to see if I can rectify this. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. Okay. But I got a lot of people behind me, different people. And, you know, we want to try to put on some shows, you know. And I, I, from what I gather after the Bristol show, uh, Steve Dunham said that, uh, oh, what's his Names, names, names. Al uh, Simone. Okay. Al Simone said he's going to use me on uh, some of his, you know, some of the shows he's doing next year. He's not doing any this year, so he is going to use me as an opening act. So that looks like, according to Steve and some other people, that is going to happen. And Al Hudson, who was involved with the Bristol, that giant Bristol show. You know, 12,000 people. It looked like I was doing Woodstock out there. <laughs> He's going to use me on some other shows. So we'll hope some other promoters get involved. But I want to I wanna also do the smaller clubs. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people can't make it to these big shows. And, you know, just like some of the uh, local groups are doing, I want, I want to entertain as many people as I can. That's my, that's my true love. Well, you're doing a good job of it, Joel. And, you know, you've entertained me and all our listeners on RTR all over the world today. And uh, I want to thank you personally for this interview. Um, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to. sorry it took so long. No, listen. No, I'm going to I'm gonna be a little smart now, a little smart ass now. Listen, listen, uh, I knew you promised me and I took that promise and I held on to it. I said, I know he's going to do it for me. I know. And uh, again, right here, guys, I got him. The Jerry Petito Show on Remember Them Radio. That's right. Okay, all you doubters, Joel Katz here today. And over two hours, baby. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're making me laugh. That's so Thank you, sweetheart. So I want to give uh, my thank yous again, of course, to Angel and Steve, the owners of Remember Them Radio, um, especially, you know, for the great shows that I'm, I'm doing. How privileged am I? Um, Joey D, the Peppermint Twists. I'm going to be interviewing him this Wednesday. Oh, I'm that's exciting. I yep. know Joey. I met Joey. D- Diane Renee, Navy Blue Baby. I'm going to be interviewing. Oh, wow. now yeah. That's heavy duty. Yep. Uh, Barbara Harris from The Toys, Nostalgia yeah, 5. Ch- Barbara Harris, when you talked to her, tell her Joel said hello. I she promise. Was, uh, what a wonderful, wonderful human being. I promise. I will. And, um, of course, oh, I'm going to be interviewing soon Hal Keshner and, of course, Another guy, Double J. Yes, Jimmy. So and he's like, how can you, Double J is all over the All place. over, we love, him. we love him. We love him. So, Joel, you know what I want to do? I want to, uh, well, I want to thank you again, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, Joel, all kidding aside. Thank you for making this happen and spending so much time with me today. Um, I, I can't tell you, you made my day, okay? Um, you made my week. So this was an incredible interview, um, and thank you again. But before we, we close, I do want to close with one of your songs, but I want you to talk about it first, and then we're going to close with it. So no more talking after that. And guys, I saved the song called No More for last because after this song no more baby 
There's no more. So Joel, and Joel didn't know I was doing that, okay? So Joel, tell us about this song, and then we're going to close with it. Okay. This song was uh, recorded by, oh God, and uh, the group, we called it The Connotations. And, uh, you know, it was, a, again, a mixture of two different groups, but the, mostly, mostly The Connotations. And I'm drawing a blank on their other name. Uh, but anyway, um, I tried to, you know, you, you can't please everybody. And I was recording, you know, I gave Ronnie I some, you know, some stuff by the connotations to put out. You know, unreleased stuff at the time. And he put it out a couple of 45s. And this other gentleman, George Greco, who, you know, also put out that 50s love song, the 50s Come Alive one, which you haven't heard. But anyway, he said, "Why do, I want you to record for me. And, you know, I, I told other people about it, and they said, look, that's fine. So I, you know, to try to keep everybody happy, he put out one, two, three, four or five singles out on me. One of the last ones was this record, No More. I heard it by a couple of the groups, the Vistas and then the Uptones, and I said, I want to record it. <laughs> so the group learned it, and you're going to hear it. That was, that was actually, that was one of the first songs done in my studio. We cut it actually right live, right to uh, two tracks. There was no mixing of it. That's the way it sounded right in the studio. Okay, guys. So I want to no thank everyone for listening. More. I, 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 will I be a I didn't mean